0: Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Emily Six, and I'm really glad you're here. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. a prayer of praise O God the source of eternal light shed forth your unending light upon us who watch for you that our lips may praise you our lives may bless you and our worship today give you glory through Jesus Christ our Lord amen As I read your words in scripture, I ask Holy Spirit that you would lead me, that you would give me understanding, that you would reveal the truth to me, and that you would speak to me and lead me into your kingdom today. Proverbs 17 Better a dry crust with peace than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a disgraceful son and share an inheritance among brothers. A crucible for silver and a smelter for gold, and the Lord is the tester of hearts. A wicked person listens to malicious talk. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. The one who mocks the poor insults his maker, and one who rejoices over calamity will not go unpunished. Grandchildren are the crown of the elderly, and the pride of sons is their fathers. Eloquent words are not appropriate on a fool's lips. How much worse are lies for a ruler. A bribe seems like a magic stone to its owner. Wherever he turns, he succeeds. Whoever conceals an offense promotes love, but whoever gossips about it separates friends. A rebuke cuts into a perceptive person more than a hundred lashes into a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. A cruel messenger will be sent against him. Better for a man to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool in his foolishness. If anyone returns evil for good, evil will never depart from his house. To start a conflict is to release a flood. Stop the dispute before it breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the just, both are detestable to the Lord. Why does a fool have money in his hand with no intention of buying wisdom? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. One without sense enters an agreement and puts up security for his friend. One who loves to offend loves strife. One who builds a high threshold invites injury. One with a twisted mind will not succeed, and one with deceitful speech will fall into ruin. A man fathers a fool to his own sorrow. The father of a fool has no joy. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit drives up the bones. A wicked man secretly takes a bribe to subvert the course of justice. Wisdom is the focus of the perceptive, but a fool's eyes roam to the end of the earth. A foolish son is grief to his father and bitterness to the one who bore him. It is certainly not good to find an innocent person or to beat a noble for his honesty. The intelligent person restrains his words, and one who keeps a cool head is a man of understanding. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent, discerning when he seals his lips. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this scripture, I had a hard time picking one theme or thought to share. It seems a little all over the place from my perspective, and I know that Solomon is trying to give us nuggets of wisdom. Um, I just had a hard time picking out a specific theme. What really drew my attention um, is verse 19. It says, one who loves to offend loves strife. One who builds a high threshold invites injury. So if you know me in just, you know, everyday life, um, you would know that I'm someone that values direct language in conversation. Um, I have a high value of honesty and transparency and really communicating the truth about what it is that I'm thinking or feeling. In my experience, um, this can lead to offense because I am a very imperfect human and I don't always think or feel kindly (laughs) about everything. Um, So this verse really jumped out to me of you know one who loves to offend, loves strife. And I don't I don't love to offend, um but I don't hate it, you know? Um it's it's convicting for me of figuring out um how you can be both honest and gentle uh and and avoid that offense. I think in our world today, especially in a hyper political climate, there's an emphasis um on facts over feelings, and that has kind of morphed into this permission to offend in the name of truth. And I know I'm someone that has is susceptible to that, um, and to using you know, well, it's the truth as um, permission to offend. And I know that we say that the gospel is offensive, but the reason the gospel is offensive is it's because you can't earn it. Um, so it's offensive to people that feel like they are, they've are they earned grace. They've earned their redemption. It's offensive because it reminds us that we can't do this on our own. It puts us um, back in our place, and we are sinful. We want to be equal with God, and so that's offensive to us. When I think of examples of how to speak truth without offense... Um, I think of Christ specifically with the woman at the well. He spoke truth over her. He discerned her circumstances. He knew her heart. And he did so with judgment. He is a holy God. He was looking at a sinner and contrasting the sin to holiness. But there was so much freedom in that judgment because what he gave her was the opportunity to be covered by him in that. By revealing the truth, he pointed her back to him. I think that's the key, is that loving truth doesn't shy away from the hard things, but it does point back to Christ and to grace and the redemption that we are offered through his blood. The second part of this says, the one who builds a high threshold invites injury, In other words, if you've built a hurdle that people need to clear before they're allowed into your home, you are just asking for them to fail. I think this is in great contrast with the gospel. God built the lowest threshold and invited us in. He said, all are sinners, and through Christ, all are welcome. So to wrap this up really quickly, um, this verse was really convicting for me as someone who struggles with gentleness in my speech and taming my tongue. and having high expectations of others. So I just invite you to reflect on that and how Christ informs the way that we interact with people and the example that He is for us. Lord, thank you that you have given us a living word that is relevant to today, to the past, to the future, that it um, has the power to convict hearts, to turn hearts toward you. We thank you for the narrative of this book that points us back to you always as the only answer for all of our problems. Through our lives and our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.